Today, we're going to be reviewing Slight, The Circle, and Colossal, so stay tuned. Welcome to The Real Review. Welcome to The Real Review, sponsored by Parametric and Lazy Ape Studios, where you get some of the latest happenings, real thoughts, and perspectives in the world of film and television. I'm here with Matt. I have a bump that itches on my arm, and <laughs> hey, and who am I today, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> I've got a really nasty okay. bump that's itching, so I just felt okay. like I should let you know. It's a bug bite? I think it might be, which is crazy, because I don't see any bugs in the studio. Okay. But, yeah. <laughs> I'm here with Joel. Can't figure out how to book a hotel room online. Cunningham. Oh, <laughs> that hurts. That hurts me to the core. Okay. <laughs> tough. He's talking about folks, ladies and gentlemen, listening that uh, I did a very stupid thing and booked myself a hotel room at Comic-Con this year, but forgot to include one day of <laughs> reservation for con. Don't feel bad. I don't have any rooms booked for Comic-Con. That is true. <laughs> so I should, <laughs> I know what my nickname is for you <laughs> the next you're time. You're like, you're not going to Comic-Con. <laughs> yeah, Matt not going to con. Hey, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding, Matt. I wish you could go. So yeah, so welcome to The Real Review, everybody. Uh, this is our show, our podcast, where we review uh, films that have recently been released that Matt and I have had a chance to watch and uh, give you our thoughts and perspectives and we approach things with a little bit of a, uh, I don't know how you'd say it, critic versus fan perspective. Matt tends to be a bit more of a fan-like perspective. So Yes, fangirl. Fangirl is a perfect way of putting yes. it. Yes. So <laughs> a bit more of a fangirl versus a bit more of a uh, I don't know, negative Nancy. How about that? I'll be a negative oh, the Nancy. old grumpy man. Yeah, the old grumpy man perspective. And <laughs> we combine those two thoughts and give you what we believe is an untarnished, unvarnished, clear, pure uh, perspective and review on the films that we've watched. Right. Does that sound awesome? Awesome. Cool. So, uh, Matt, why don't you give them a couple ways that they can get connected to us uh, if they're wanting to on social media, email, all that fun stuff. Totally. You can connect with us on the social webs, cinematic universe, mm-hmm. uh, whether that be Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, we have our own uh, website. But on the social medias, it's going to be at uh, Real Review Media. And uh, you yeah. can find us there. We got stuff we post there, um, um, and then also on our website, we also post stuff frequently there. So check it out. But if you go to our website at realreviewmedia.com, you can actually connect to all of our social media platforms Absolutely. from that spot. Yeah. And then um, also you can uh, email us realreviewmedia mm-hmm. at gmail.com. Ask us some questions if you have something that you want us to talk about specifically, or if you have a uh, uh, concern. <laughs> they might or, at this point have a concern or, about my bump on or, my arm. Yes, exactly. You might want to get that checked <laughs> if out. You, if anybody knows a good place I can go for getting bumps checked out. <laughs> exactly. Great. Yeah, the bump doctor. Um, that would be perfect. So let us know. You can email us there, but that's that's how you can get a hold of us. Cool. And we've got a really big actually film coming out this weekend. Oh, yeah. Which we're going to be reviewing. I'm really excited for. Yeah. Uh, talking about Garden of Galaxies Volume 2. Yeah. And uh, I'm really excited about that. So everybody definitely check us out next week. Garden um, Gardening the Galaxy? Gardening the Galaxy. Part two. It's uh, part part C. Volume two, the green thumb. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Perfect. So, uh, well, with all that being said then, Matt, why don't we uh, go ahead and get into some film talk? Let's do good? this thing. Awesome. So, uh, as I mentioned in the bumper, we're going to be talking about three films today. Uh, Matt, you had an opportunity to see two of the films. Yes. I had a chance to see one of the films. I feel like I came out more fortunate. You did. Yes. Probably. Yes. Again. <laughs> Somehow. Somehow. You always win this gamble. I don't know how it works, but... But uh, you did do the lion's share of the work today, so we're going to let you lead things off and yep. take us into it with our first film, Slight. 
Perfect. Perfect. So, yes, let us know so I saw Slight. Um, and this is a uh, Blumhouse tilt film, but specifically to give you kind of the breakdown on it, it's uh, it's about a young street magician uh, played by Jacob Lattimore who is left to care for his little sister after their parents uh, had passed away and turns into illegal activities to keep the roof over their heads. Um, and then when he kind of gets into deep um, with the person that he's doing these quote unquote illegal activities with. <laughs> Maybe they're not um, that illegal. He's, he's starting to really second guess some of the stuff that he has going on. Um, but he but he also has um, some quote unquote powers. Okay. Yeah. And I'll get into that here. Yeah. But uh, the movie stars Jacob Lattimore, Seychelles Gabriel, Dulé Hill, and uh, Storm Reed. But uh, first of all, Dulé Hill. Mm-hmm. He's in this. I call him Magic Head. Yeah. From Psych. Right. I don't know if it's, it's going to be really hard. First of all, I thought it was going to be really hard to disconnect that character. To separate him out, yeah. From this, he's, because he's like the bad guy. He's mm-hmm. the main antagonist in this film. Right. And, um, and at first it was very difficult, but mm-hmm. he does a good enough job to eventually pull you over. Like, okay, he is kind of a bad dude. Like, I yeah. can't, I don't just see Gus from, from Psych, you know? Right. Were there similar mannerisms? I mean, yeah, or, a little bit. Okay, I um, mean, it's really hard for characters, oftentimes, especially one that's been on a show right. for that long, like seven seasons, or right, something crazy. to break away from some of the because you get to know them so strongly in that character, right. so it's hard to not have similarities. But he's good. He's yeah. good. He's he he's a uh, he does a lot of uh, stage acting stuff too yeah. lately. But um, side note, they're gonna do a psych movie, is what I'm hearing. Hey, anyway, okay, so let's go back to the movie here. <laughs> Slight. Um, Good we method. talked about this in our coming soon segment last week, mm-hmm. and they're like, "It's gonna be uh, Chronicle meets Iron Man," right. and the the trailer poses it as is like this kid who has powers, uses yeah. these powers. He's a street magician to like you know, he, and he hustles people essentially to make yeah. money, yeah, to support his sister, right, and hook up with girls, right. <laughs> well, so, one girl in particular, right, 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 like right. From right. The trailer, yeah, and um, and you think. That you know he's using his powers, he's this new like cool ability that he has to to do these unbelievable tricks. Yeah, and then um, he gets in bad with this group, and, and then he essentially gets out by Dulé's group. Yeah, yeah, with Dulé's group, and he like uses his powers to get out and like ex- you know for retribution and revenge purposes right. against them. And the big film that you you were saying and I was saying comparing it to as well was Chronicle. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they like Chronicle, and they like they say Chronicle meets Iron Man, and we right. didn't see the Iron Man comparison no. necessarily. I they didn't were marketing see it. it definitely more of like a Chronicle right. type thing. Let me say this: I think this movie suffers in its marketing because mm-hmm. it's not that. Okay, um, I actually got more of the Iron Man <laughs> vibe really? from the movie, not necessarily uh, the trailer. Um, Are you, and you're talking more, I'm guessing, like story progression versus tone? Not even story progression. I would okay. say the Iron Man as far as like how he gets his powers. Oh, okay. All right. So, and I can't talk about it without spoiling it too much. Okay. Um, they're, they're not like chronicle powers. Let's gotcha. just say they're more like Iron Man powers okay. and not necessarily how to do, but the physical like science part of it. Okay. Um, and that was a little bit of a letdown for me. Because what the, what happened was it's it's taking this premise that you're thinking that oh he's using his abilities to make money on the side by doing cool card tricks when it has nothing to do these card tricks that he does mm-hmm. have nothing to do with his ability 
Okay. And it's frustrating the, because like the the manipulative yeah. object's ability has nothing to do with the card tricks. Right. Okay. Um he does this thing where he like levitates like metallic objects and stuff like that. Mm. And that's part of his tricks, but they're not card tricks, but he he does that that is that is tied to his ability, but the card stuff's not. Um but they do a job where they continually beat over your head that he is a major magic fan. So yeah. he's like he's got this poster of Houdini like on his wall and stuff like that. Yeah, they do a pretty good job at building his backstory, his how you know his parents passed away, and he's got to basically do whatever he can, hustle the streets to make ends meet to support his daughter, um, sister, <laughs> and um, which I get. So I'm not trying to interrupt your flow too much here, but I mean, in a sense, a good magician is kind of like a Tony Stark in the sense that they're they're really good showmen but they also have to be very intelligent kind of engineers. They have right. to know how to put something together and trick and manipulate people into thinking that something that's not real is real. And a lot of times it's through like mechanisms and through actual devices, right? you know? So, so it, it is, it's like that. Okay. Um, it reminds me a little bit of, no, don't compare the movie to it, but it reminds me of his thought process of like the prestige using technology in a way to- okay. Like a modern help, day type-ish Yeah, to thing. use- technology in a way that makes this unbelievable makes unbelievable things happen Mm -hmm. um i will say the other way that the marketing kind of um didn't do this movie like any services it's first and foremost a drama Mm -hmm. like it's almost like all the power quote-unquote power stuff is is auxiliary and and that's okay, but the the previews may seem like he's gonna be doing all this stuff, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. not like that. Like oh, he does the most stuff in like one scene in the last twenty minutes of the movie. Hmm. And I was a little bit let down. I was like, nothing happens. And they leave it on a weird cliffhanger where you're like, like they're gonna do a <laughs> sequel and he could yeah. do cool stuff, but they don't show anything. Huh. Um, but for the most part, all of the acting was really really good. Um, Seychelle, I don't know if that's how you Seychelle. I don't know if that's how you say her name or not. She was in, um, I believe she was in Falling Skies. Okay. I remember seeing her in that show. Yeah. And um, she, I didn't think she was that good in that show. Okay. I thought she was really good in this. Okay. I, I believed her. She, Her drum, dramatic effect was good. Her character development was a little bit weird. Um, she like suddenly is like, in this relationship with the main character and they don't really build to it. It just happens. It felt a little awkward. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, the movie was very straightforward. This is basically what it is. A drama about a kid who's trying to take care of his sister, um, gets in with illegal activity, gets in it deep, can't get out and tries to get it, get, you know, get out of that activity. And that's what it is. Yeah. I liked it. Um, was disappointed in the marketing thought they could have gone a little bit further on like the the power side of it. I would have liked to see a little bit more. Right. Um, it was a little bit disjointed in how it was edited and how you learned about some of the characters. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like they the editing process, they were asking questions like, what if we put this scene way up at the beginning? What would that mean for the rest of it? And yeah. I felt like they, they just shouldn't have done that. Um, but as a whole, I did really like it. Yeah. Um, so, well, I shouldn't say really like it. I liked it. <laughs> you liked it. It was okay. So, separating out the marketing side of things, what kind of film would you say this is? It came across, so I will say, per the marketing, as like metaphysical, like metaphysical action, sort of gangster, <laughs> like um, type action movie. It's a drama so with it's action elements. Drama with action. 
Not um, not even that much. So action. it's Blumhouse is the production company. Blumhouse Tilt was Tilt. A, yeah. So th- it's not a horror, which no. a lot of their stuff is known for. But they've kind of Tilt, I believe, is like their subsidiary group. Yes. But they use yep. it to reach out to different types of films. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to branch into different types of things. Right. Okay. But uh, um, yeah. It I it was it was okay. I felt disappointed, and I, and, mm-hmm. and that's a hard thing for me to shake when I go into a film. And I feel disappointed about it. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, more, yeah. you know? What are some elements that you felt like were really good? Like that they did, they did not kind of, you said the acting? The acting was good. Okay. The acting was really good. I mean, special um, effects. Special effects were story very good. development, tone. Special effects were very good. And I think maybe it was because there weren't many special effects in, okay. in it. Um, there's there's a couple things towards the end, that last like action sequence that I thought was pretty cool. Didn't mm-hmm. ever look hokey. Okay. Um, uh, other than that, the I thought the cinematography is actually pretty good. <laughs> they did a good job at making you feel like you were in this kid's shoes a little bit, and you were in like in this like rundown part of LA. Nice. Okay. I did feel like that was like ooh, you know, kind of a you, you felt like you were there. Um, it's cool. So it it was directed well, and um, I, I would say is also, but as a whole, I just felt disappointed, mm-hmm. and I thought it was interesting. I don't know if I'd watch it again. Okay. Uh, maybe catch it on cable is is like a recommendation. I did like it better than Lost City of Z, which yeah. I saw last <laughs> weekend. Is, yeah, last one you saw. Um, which I gave that a sixty-five. If I were to rate this thing, I'd probably give it a sixty-eight. Sixty-eight. Yeah. Okay. So, do you think that if somebody's going into this now that you've kind of maybe opened their eyes a little bit to towards uh, what type of film it might be, do you think they would have an overall somewhat better experience? I think they would. Okay. I got my hopes up thinking it was more of like a hero or origin story. Right. I'm thinking that it might appeal the way that you're explaining it now might appeal to some people Yeah, because you know, you and I like sort of that metaphysical type yeah. science fictiony action type stuff for sure. But somebody else might go like, Oh yeah, well drama with some action sounds kind of good. Yeah. You know, that might be their thing. So I don't know. Good, good explanation for it. Any, yeah. uh, any final thoughts? No, that's it. Um, I hope, uh, I hope to see some more from uh jacob latmore mm-hmm. uh, i thought it was pretty good okay and uh and i think i think he could do a lot more in his career too yeah and we talked we talked about this a little bit before we started recording here like one of the things that i'm loving is that blumhouse is taking shots and trying some different things some different types of films they're not going i mean it might be a financial reason but they're not going for like these giant studio like spit out as many remakes or you know like sequels as we can right there's no sequelitis um, well, I would say with their actual productions, yes, there are though, because they've got you know the paranormal activity. Well, within their own, within their own wheelhouse, so brands yeah. the purge. I think they're on to like purge seven. At this purge, purge nineteen. We're purging the purge, re- <laughs> repurging. So, but they're a good, good one in a way, and then also really a twenty four is the other one that I'm, I'm kind of liking that they're, they're at least trying some things. They're taking on new types of stories now. A twenty four has done some show, some movies that are just really horrible and dark and difficult for some people to watch so mm-hmm. i'm not saying yeah. it's for everybody but good that's stuff that's cool cool awesome matt well thank you for that review and uh with that we're gonna go ahead and move into the next film which is a film that i had a chance to see you're so lucky so lucky <laughs> oh my goodness great film so uh the film we're talking about here is the circle Woo! yeah so uh this is directed by james ponzolt i'm not sure if I'm even getting that right, but I don't think it matters. Um, <laughs> stars Emma Watson, Tom Hanks, John Boyega. You've got Glenn Headley. Headley, Glenn Headley. Headley. <laughs> Sounds uh, right. Bill Paxton in his final role, um, which was pretty sad to see actually in this film. Uh, Karen G- Gillan. 
I believe that's pronounced right, who's yep. actually coming up. She's going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 as well. Uh, and Tom Hanks. And then uh, also uh, Patton Oswalt. I already said Tom Hanks, but uh, yep. Patton Oswalt. And, and Beck uh, as Beck. Beck as Beck, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it has about a five-minute role. And that's kind of how a lot of this film felt. <laughs> it felt like there was a lot of people in it that... Or just like five minute rolls. Like I heard Boyega was kind of like not in there that much. Yeah, it was really strange. There was like moments where I'd like to start talking about the good, but I'm going to start with this, that like Boyega was in it for like three scenes and it was like he literally one scene, he's just kind of like in the audience and responding. Actually, I think twice. He's like just sitting in the audience and just responding to things. And then he has a couple of direct interactions with like Emma, which was weird because her character may like, it feels like there's almost this romantic tension between the two of them, but then never goes anywhere. So you're left feeling like, was that just how their characters were? Or was like, there's supposed to be something romantic there and it got cut out or what kind of happened? Because yeah. I was actually interested in that because there was a bit of a um, love triangle situation. So the other, one of the other stores uh, characters in this was uh, Eller Coltrane, who was kind of known for boyhood, which mm-hmm. is probably his biggest role. He plays a character named Mercer, who's kind of the childhood friend of May and the family, uh, her families. And um, so he he's kind of like a romantic interest at the beginning of the movie. Okay. But then he never really develops that. They never really develop, which felt, that felt somewhat natural yeah. in a way. But it almost presented this kind of like cool, like love triangle, which I'm not always great with, but I thought it would have been good for this film of like, her, uh, Boyega, and uh, Coltrane. They all could have been like, you know, this sort of thing. But that never went anywhere. They decided to go down this other path. So the story synopsis for this is a woman lands a dream job at a powerful tech company called The Circle, only to uncover a nefarious agenda, nefarious agenda that will affect the lives of her friends, family, and that of humanity. I'm making that... <laughs> that makes it sound a lot more epic right? than it actually is. And if I had to, in a way, kind of categorize this film with like comparing other films in a weird way not anywhere near as good it's getting horrible ratings right now it's at like a 17% on Rotten Tomatoes 25% viewer rating and I would say it's almost like a tech invasion of the body snatchers type film oh weird yeah and I know that that sounds really strange and it's not quite as it's nowhere near as good. It's nowhere near as deep. There's definitely heights to which the story of the invasion of the body snatchers went to that. This one doesn't even get close to reaching. Um, but that's probably the most like similar type plot progression that I could compare it to right. in a way. Um, so that's a reach, but just please, you know, <laughs> listeners get, just give me a little grace there. So um, <laughs> I think one of the main issues with this film there's a ton so i will say this we talked about emma in this role and a couple of the other actors because they just didn't to me personally look like the kind of people that would work at a tech company right i will say she did fit this character to to me i don't think she was directed very well i think most of the characters came off across as being very one-dimensional very kind of flat i think her character if anything had a little bit more layer to it Mm -hmm. i think Everybody in the film pretty much had one or two ways of being. They were either this way or they were that way. Right. This way or that way. And so, like, Boyega was either, like, super kind of silly and friendly or, like, super concerned and upset. Um, she was either, like, everything's fine and normal or she's, like, sad and depressed and not and worried about things. And, you know, uh, her friend, Glenn, was, like, she's, either, like, the super energetic, like, super hyper girl or she's, like, morbidly depressed and angry and, like, repressed. And so it was, like, one or the other. Bop, right. bop, bop. And it just felt very bland because of that there was like no arc in a way 
for a lot of the stuff. It felt like all their plot lines were very forced and like I knew exactly where it was going to go. Right. Um, the big question as well that I said to you was, so yeah, Emma did better okay. than I thought she was going to do. She wasn't great, yeah. you know, but nobody in this film really was great. It was just everybody was just okay. Um, one of the big questions I posed to you is that I felt like, oh, we didn't pose, but I said that to me, this film is going to go one in two directions. She's either going to see the horrible things the circle's doing and go with it, or she's going to see the horrible things that the circle's doing and go against it. Right. And I don't know if I should spoil too much. I don't know if people even care with this kind of a film. So I'm going to talk about some aspects that might be a little bit spoilery. So there's your warning. Yeah, there's your warning. She kind of does both. And that's what's so stupid about this film. Weird. She didn't pick a path. And I felt like that was almost on purpose accident because she's she's it gets to the point where the script where she's kind of like just dealing with the weird eccentricities of this group called the circle and it's like this company that's like this mashup of like google and apple Apple and like (laughs) all these other like they make tech gadgets but they also make software and they make facebook tile style like social networking type stuff but it's like all of it in one yeah which makes no sense at all because they even talk about other types of groups in so i mean it would only exist if there wasn't groups like Google or Facebook. Right. And so it, in, in a sense, I'm like, does, do those other groups exist in this world? Is it, is it not our world? Is it supposed to be ours in the future? They never really set that oh, okay. time frame up. So it just kind of felt like it was taking place in some like m- separate universe, maybe, okay. you know, which was very hard to pigeonhole or, or figure out what's figure going out, on. Yeah. yeah. And so the, she kind of picks this path to go back to the story where she has to choose. She, she, she starts kind of, agreeing with it and Mm -hmm. it it doesn't happen naturally because you see her hesitating about some of the weird overreaching that a lot of these like mechanisms and things are doing are doing in her life and other people's lives and you can tell that she sees that they're wrong but then she'll like immediately just be like well but it's okay it's wrong yeah but it's okay but there's never like a reason for why it's okay it just is okay and it turns into this almost like cult-like thing yeah but it's not on the basis of there being really a solid, like with a cult, you at least understand that they're getting something if they get to the end of that. At the end of a cult usually is this idea that they're going to like achieve enlightenment or something like that. At the end of the circle, it's just more of the circle. It doesn't really make sense because they don't really have an end game that they're pushing towards. And they're, you know, Tom Hanks plays a decently, you know, kind of dynamic leader type guy, the organization organization. Patton Oswalt to me was completely unbelievable in the role. Really? I, I did not look at him as like this COO type <laughs> dynamic leader. Like if you look at the roles that he's in, yeah, I yeah. mean, he's a free spirited kind of silly, uh, nerdy but he's very but serious in this. He was like trying to be serious, okay, okay. but it felt like it was like a joke that he yeah. knew. Um, so I didn't really get his character super well in this film. Um, sorry, I was burping. No, it's all good. Hey, yeah. burp away. Yeah, there we go. All right. Um, I'll just cut it out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> later for us. And so they go down this path where it's like almost this cultish thing where she has to kind of decide, is she going to agree with the circle and the direction of whatever it's going towards or not? And she, for the most part, hates it, but then loves it and then hates it and then loves it and finds it's awkward, but then agrees with it. And then this really, really horrible thing happens about close to like the end of the film there's this situation i won't spoil that okay. but it's so obvious where it's going it's like you're seeing flags everywhere like this is what's going to happen and it happens and it's like like five like five to ten minutes later she's completely over it 
but you know she's not like over it right and so you're thinking that this is the setup for her to like oh she's gonna get them she's gonna like burn them and right. turn the circle and you know expose them and all this other stuff and like she kind of does but doesn't at the same time and that's what didn't make sense they didn't really set up that twist there and that's where she kind of like in a way she like almost takes over the circle which, weird yeah, which is <laughs> weird because she hates it but loves it but then she's like i hate these aspects of it and it it's just it's broken and i can fix it if i do these things that's going to fix it but there's no precedent or reason for believing that any of the things that she's trying to do to fix it would actually fix it when she's part of the cause of it being faulty to begin with and weird. It's, so it's just really odd it's really strange i didn't really get the progress that it was going towards i think there was decent acting moments at a couple different scenes yeah there's definitely decisions that characters make at times that are completely out of the like i don't even know why you're why you're doing this why are you making this decision why are you doing that why it's like because reasons yeah so i didn't enjoy that um cinematography was very standard very flat there wasn't anything to be all that excited about cinematography wise music was like exactly what you would expect right and not like in a good way it was just like okay now we need like strings because it's like a really intense moment and <laughs> now we need like pads because it's like a really somber moment right. you know what i mean it's like exactly what you would expect yeah um the plot didn't really go anywhere i think tonally it was focused but even it being focused the characters weren't interesting Right. There was nothing about any of the characters' stories that you really felt like you wanted to kind of know what's going to drive them forward, what's going to take them on. Yeah. And so, yeah, it just, it, I left the film going like, okay, yeah. like, what were you trying to tell me? It felt like they were, the, the, they were trying to either do one of like two messages. They were trying to teach you the dangers and the issues of being too engrossed in social media and facebook and gadgets and controlling your life and privacy and why it's important that we support those things or they were trying to tell you the exact opposite which is that there's not enough of it or that it's good but you're just not approaching it the right way weird and because of the way they approached the script it became so muddled i mean john boyega's character was so wasted in this there's like a moment where like he was drunk no, yeah, actually, <laughs> when he meets her, they're drinking, so it's funny. Um, the first, like, the first time he meets her, they kind of have this like normal interaction that gets a little weird. But then he meets her again later, where she approaches, she preaches him both times. Okay, and he like takes her to show her like BB eight. The circle. What was that? BB eight. Oh no, that'd be great. Okay. <laughs> it's like, look at this robot I invented. So he's like this, and that's the other thing. The tech people that like invented this stuff and like started the company, they all look like they're like millennials they all look like they're like in their early 20s yeah you know john boyega looks like he's like in his early 20s yeah it doesn't make any sense how he would be this like amazing tech guru you know what i mean we talked about silicon valleys and other show that i'm watching yeah those are the kind of people i would expect to see at like the highest levels right people that are just obsessed in this world of like tech and finding the next big thing and stuff so anyway so like he talks to her and then he shows her where all this like data is being stored and he like has this moment with her where he's like this isn't what i created my system to do i didn't and it's like he realizes the danger of it right like he's like saying that this is dangerous but then at the end by the end he's like on board with her That's and weird. he's like i support you and wanting to make the circle bigger and stronger and take over more things and it's just there's so many there's so many and this is like the last thing i'm going to say because i'm okay. getting more heated as i talk about it. <laughs> there's so many moments where you know that if somebody said this or a company pushed for this or they actually tried to do something like this, that nobody would ever accept it. 
Right. Literally, they're literally trying to say that we're going to make it mandatory for everyone in the country to sign up for a social media account on the circle and then control voting through the social media account. That would never we would riot if they were trying to control like people would flip out. Are you kidding me? There's no way that we like Facebook suddenly says you have to. It's mandatory by law that you have to have a Facebook account. Nobody would ever do that. I mean, they try to make it with the whole insurance thing with right. Obamacare. I'm getting into politics, but I'm not talking, <laughs> I'm not attacking it. I'm just saying, like, one of the main reasons it didn't work is because people refused to sign up. Mm-hmm. It, they would do the same thing with this. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry. I'm just getting way on the soapbox here. But, like, again, I'm not attacking, like, politics and Obamacare or anything like that. I'm just saying that, like, this wouldn't work. I'm just yeah. trying to come up with a comparison for why this wouldn't work. So, so yeah. my uh, parents saw this movie and I was talking with them about it. Well, just texting my mom. Um, yeah. Because they're going to see, you know, and, and I was interested because Tom Hanks was in it. It was a draw. I love Tom Hanks um, for the most part. In a lot of films he makes, yeah. he's one of my favorite actors. Was he good in the movie? Yeah, but he's like... Don't talk about the movie. Was he he's good He's in, in like it? 10 minutes of but it. But was he good in the movie? He was okay. Okay, okay. Um, I mean, he was believable in the role, but right. it was like... With like Steve Jobs, you kind of needed what he was. you needed a solid like ten to fifteen minutes more time with him to even understand right. really who he was gotcha. in the script more. So my parents saw it and they were gonna check it out and they um I I would say that they're and this is probably why I'm more of that fan perspective. I think both of them probably are as well. Yeah, and um they they gave it thumbs down. They didn't yeah. like it. Yeah. So and I think that's just kind of the general consensus when you when you look at it. I mean the critics and and even the the audience score isn't yeah. that high either. What so. would have done it for me and a lot more, I think would have maybe not made it as bad. It, it might not have been a great film, but it might have been a better one, is if they had had a realistic threat. If you had realistically known the stakes and the threat of this, you know, they say it in that, that synopsis there, a nefarious, you never understand why it's nefarious. Yeah. They just say it is. They set up cameras all around the globe, literally, like these tiny little eyeball looking cameras all around the globe and nobody says anything. Everybody <laughs> loves it. And there's like a couple moments where it like causes issues for a couple people. Like mm-hmm. her, she puts this body cam thing on and yeah. it causes like issues in her life. But they never get to the point where they realize like this is hugely inappropriate right. and pa- like passing the bounds of, you know, acceptable It doesn't sound like privacy. it's in our world. No. And that's the thing. It's like if maybe yeah. if they'd set it up in an alternate universe where people had a different sense like, of like uh, private- Poor man's and, black mirror. Yeah, but that is exactly what I was going to say. And thank you for reminding me that. It felt like an episode of Black Mirror. But not a good one. But not a good one. Right. <laughs> and one that got stretched out way too long. The thing that Black Mirror does well is it's very focused. You know, like yeah. bad things are going to happen and bad things do happen. Yeah. And this one, bad things happen, but it's almost like just like by happenstance. Why? Yeah. You know? So, yeah. So I'm going to rate this one on a scale of, wow, one to 100. I'm going to give it a 45. <laughs> hey There you go. There so you go. F, yeah, F for me. Big F. Yep. So uh, there you go, Matt. Any questions, thoughts nah. on the circle? No. Okay. Awesome. I'm not going to be watching it. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not even worth it. I'm sure it'll show up on like HBO Go or Netflix. They're going to be trying to get this film in as many different places for right. people it'll to watch probably be on Netflix. to make some money. So you, you can expect it out there. But um, all right. Well, so with that all being said, then let us move on to our final film, we're going to be discussing, which was another one you got to see, Matt. Yes. Would you like to take us in on that? And I like this one a little bit more than I did Slight. Hey. Uh, this one is called Colossal. This is not a wide release this week. It actually came out technically about a month ago. 
and um, it's still in its select theaters. It's not in all the- theaters. Yeah. Um, and I, just to give you kind of a synopsis, it's uh, about this lady played by um, Anne Hathaway named Gloria. She's an out-of-work party girl forced to leave her life in New York and move back home. When reports surface that a giant creature or giant monster is destroying Seoul, Korea, she gradually comes to the realization that she is somehow connected to this phenomenon. <laughs> okay. Okay. I do remember seeing the the previews, the trailers for this, and it it kind of made me chuckle. Yeah. It seemed so, like a kind of funny idea. Okay. So and I think this is something that's interesting. Okay. First, first cast. We have Anne Hathaway, Jason Sudeikis, Austin Soule, um, Tim Blake Nelson, and Dan Stevens. Um, so let me say, first of all, I thought everybody, fantastic acting. I thought it was really good. Even yeah. Anne Hathaway, who which I feel like she can either go one of two ways. Like she's too over the top. Yeah. Um and or she's just like I don't just Limit. not there. Okay, Limit. sure. <laughs> sure. And um but she was really good, very nuanced and, and all that stuff and yeah. how she was. And I, I believed I believed her. You know how in I was saying earlier about slight, how the marketing yeah. was weird. And I, I, I thought it was gonna be one thing and I was disappointed it wasn't what I was being marketed as. Yeah. This one I thought it was going to be one thing that it was being marketed as, mm-hmm. and it turned out to be something else. And, oh, wow. And I, I thought it was better for it. Oh, cool. Um, so it was a pleasant surprise yes. with the marketing fail. So if you watch <laughs> the the trailers, basically Anne Hathaway finds out that she she's basically an alcoholic, yeah. and she can't get her <laughs> life together. She's basically screwing up her relationships. Yeah. She moves back home. Uh, to like try and start over, get a job, all that stuff, meets After people from her childhood. Batman, and she, she finds out, costume. like she <laughs> finds out over the course that, uh, of being there back home, that whenever she walks through this like specific park at a specific time, mm-hmm. um, this giant like monster or, or I don't know, what do you, what do you call them in uh, Pacific Rim? They're called... Um, Oh, not con, con uh, kaiju. Kaiju. There so you this go. giant like kaiju shows up over North Korea, or not North Korea, um, <laughs> Seoul. Oh, that would have been better yeah. actually. But anyway, so um, this giant monster shows up, and everybody's freaking out, and it's all over the internet, and, and she like misses it, and she's like, I don't, I didn't see it, and then she comes back, and through like a weird series of events, she they set it up to where she does this like she has this nervous tick, okay, and then she she's watching the news coverage of it like the next day. And it's doing the nervous tick and like do, mm. doing some of the things that she was doing at like a specific time. Yeah. She's like, wait a minute. And then she goes back to the park and she takes like her friends with her, like the people that she, you know, is, is with from her hometown. And they go there and they're like, watch, they're like, she's like trying to show them. She's like, guys, watch this. They're all like live streaming the event. And she's like standing in the park and like at the specific time, this monster shows up in mm-hmm. Korea. Yeah. And, and. In North Korea? <laughs> uh, no. Um, and they, uh, they see it and they're like, wow, this thing is crazy. And then, and then she's like, they were looking at the streams. She's like, it's like, okay, what is it doing? And then she's like, she starts dancing and they're like, this is weird. It's like dancing. <laughs> yeah. And then they look at her and they're like, what? No way. And that's all yeah. in the trailer. That's in right? the trailer, correct. Yeah. So I think the park and then her dancing is in the trailer. Right. So they set it up to be a, like a, what I thought it was going to be was like a comedy, like offbeat comedy romance that where she like, like meets. Like a dramedy. Yeah. She with, meets Jason Sudeikis. And at very most, like she battles her 
inner demons of being an alcoholic. I was like the big outside demon is it or the big outside monster is like a symbolic of the inner monster type thing. Yeah. Right. So I thought it was going to be like that. Yeah. Um, and you're right. The the monster is some sim- symbolic thing, whatever. She had to right. get her stuff in order and maybe yeah. the monster would disappear or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. It's not, dude. This is such a weird movie in, in a good way. Does I it felt go like, like Pacific Rim kind of? No, 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 no. Okay. Like everybody's got their own little monster. It becomes like almost like a horror thriller at the end. Really? Yes. Wow. Um. So, and I think that's part of the problem. I did like it, that turn that didn't happen to like the last half hour where there's hints of it in the last, in 15 minutes leading up to that last half yeah. hour. Um, but yeah, it, and I think a lot of it revolves around, um, Jason Sudeikis's character. I won't say what happened because it's kind of like crazy at the end. And, and, and I think that's, for the better, I liked it because of the twist, but at the same time, it also kind of hinders the movie a little bit because yeah. it felt really disjointed. Right. It was like that kind of like comedy, drama, mm-hmm. romance. Yeah. And then it like changes. Right. And it just kind of changes. And Jason Sudeikis, his character, they didn't really explain. It was almost like a whole scene was missing as to why he went from this like kind of lovable guy with his own demons yeah. to something way darker. Huh. And, um, it it hurt the movie as a whole, but it it made me enjoy the movie more. <laughs> yeah, okay. I can't. It's it's hard to explain um, without really. If it ex- had been more of a natural shift, do you think it would have been okay? More of a natural Hand- shift. If it had been handled better, I feel like if they would have had. A, I feel like if they would have had another five minutes worth developing why, because um, Jason, you find out that Jason Sudeikis is kind of. And this isn't really a spoiler. He's battling his own similar demons as far yeah. as alcoholism is concerned. Yeah. And so you learn that earlier on. You're like, oh, this is going to kind of be something interesting and, and yeah. they're going to kind of do this together. And that's where you think the romance comedy, but then it, it just goes away. I felt like if they would have had five more minutes explaining where he's coming from, that um, it would have been a, a better transition into that, like just total tonal shift. It, it, it changed movies. It was like wow. two separate movies kind of. Hmm. Um, but I did really enjoy it. And I love the way that it ended. It's almost like they don't even address the the alcoholism as part of, of what's happening. It's yeah. not, it's not really related to the monster stuff at all. It just turns into like a crazy horror, almost monster. It's movie. not, it's not really in, in the, the horror parts, not even the monster stuff. Yeah. It's, it's more, th- it's more thriller than horror, but it becomes like something where you're like, this is really serious. There's no comedy in any of this right now. Hmm. And, um, it's listed as an action comedy sci-fi. That's kind of all the like categorizations. I've right. Seen for it, so, so. there's a ton of different genres in this thing. Hmm. Um, It's, it's definitely not for everyone. It's going to be, it's going to be, I feel like one of the, like a cult classic, something that, that some people, people are going to love it or hate it. Yeah. I think. Okay. Um, It's rated. I I mean, it's an R rating. It's rated R. Right. So just for language primarily. Right. Cult classic type films have the tendency, I mean, to be R in my mind, a lot of them. So I guess that makes sense. Yeah. I I was gonna I was gonna rate this thing pretty low um, until the last like thirty minutes. I was like, oh, this is really interesting now. What? Yeah. I was confused as to why it was happening, but I did like where it was going. I was like, this is oh, okay. Yeah. And um, I was gonna I was gonna rate it in the low seventies, but I'm gonna give it an eighty. Okay. Wow, I did. Nice. I did, I liked Bump it. it up um, B minus. Yeah, and I'd be curious to see when it comes out if there's like deleted scenes that maybe that would explain it more. Yeah. Um. If there's some director's cut or right. something like this. Now this got released at TIFF. Yeah. Um. 
just this last year, I believe, and uh, which is a the Toronto International Film Festival. For those of you who don't know, and um, <laughs> it's a big one. And so a lot of things like that get screened there, and then they vie for like being distrib- getting distribution and stuff like that. Yeah, I did like it. I thought it was one of Anne Hathaway's better ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I surprised. Seen her in a lot. Yeah, so. I, I thought it was it's interesting. J- Jason Sudeikis. I don't really take that serious, but I thought he really did. Yeah. Um, I mean, I haven't seen her a lot recently. Yeah, I've seen her a lot of other stuff <laughs> in the past. Yeah. Uh, Batgirl. Yeah. No, not Batgirl. Catwoman. Catwoman. Yeah, Duh. I made okay. that joke. I don't know if you heard me. I didn't. Oh, I said this was a follow-up right after the events of Batman. Oh, man. She has a bunch of bad experiences and leaves Batman. This Bruce is why Wayne. they started building those robots in Pacific Rim. <laughs> um, yeah. Other than that, uh, I, I I enjoyed it. I, the the first half is very kind of cliche. Everything's very cliche. Yeah. There's some funny moments. And they say comedy. I didn't think it was that funny. Right. But I, I like the last half So does better. it does it go into like, cause you said it definitely changes in the last 30 minutes. Does it go into like a deeper kind of film or does it just change tone? Is it really just a tonal no, shift? No, it's not deeper. It's just a tonal shift. A tonal shift. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Cool. Uh, but yeah, that's it. That's, I would give it an 80. Yeah. Awesome. And I guess if people are interested in checking out something like that, would you say there's like a, a market? Like, is there a target market? You're really seeing kind of that. Uh, it's kind of niche, dude. Niche. I, I, yeah. I think, I think it's going to be. Uh, guys, go check it out, and I'd be curious to hear your opinions opinions on this. Honestly, yeah. I haven't. I, I don't know a lot of people that have seen this. Um, so, I don't either. So I would want to get some other thoughts on it. Um, I did like it, but it's all due to the last half and due me due to I. I love the thriller genre, and it just went there for me. Yeah, and I was like, ooh. So there was another actually movie that came out this week that I wanted to check it out and get a chance to. It's uh, How to Be a Latin Lover. Oh yeah, I don't know if you saw the <laughs> for that. It looked just really funny and stupid to me, like stupidly <laughs> funny. It's getting pretty good ratings, getting eighty one percent. I ended up seeing the circle because you know that's the big blockbuster release that you know how to pick <laughs> a man of us to watch. That, yeah. yeah, but we might uh, at some point. I'm gonna have to watch that one. Too. So <laughs> I'll try and see if I can track that one down. I don't know if it's playing in a lot of theaters near me. Um, but one of those two will probably end up getting watched at some point soon. So awesome, Matt. Well, thank you for the review. Totally welcome. Yeah. So with that all being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up here on the podcast. <laughs> you just Indeed, hit that? I just kicked the microphone. <laughs> Drop, kick the mic. Yeah. All right. So uh, we're going to go ahead and sign off. Uh, again, some different ways you can get connected to us. Uh, you can check out our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Real Review Media. Yep. You can check out our Instagram, Twitter accounts, which are both at Real Review Media. Yep. Uh, you can check out our website, which is realviewmedia.com. Yep. Uh, we're always posting really awesome, cool, fun things on all those pages. Uh, so definitely get connected. Definitely stay uh, attached to what we have going on there. And then, you know, maybe you do get a chance to check out one of these films specifically. Uh, you know, you get to check out the chance out, check out Colossal and let Matt know what your thoughts yeah, are. Yeah, I'm really curious. Yeah. You can give us an email, shoot us an email uh, at realreviewmedia at gmail.com. Yeah. Love to hear from you. Love to hear thoughts on the show, uh, on the movie as well. So cool. And uh, anything else, Matt? I uh, know that's it. All right. Well, then it's been real. It's been real. <laughs>